on this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, it's the Red Dirt Bandit, aka the Turnpike Troubadour. And Joe goes full Elsa and tells Dean to let it go. Let's do it. This week we're going to talk about season seven, episode four, Defending Your Life. I'm Diana. And we were just discussing how fucking hot it is in Texas right now. Not shocking because it is August, but. Well, and that's, you know, the inferno. And I know this, we are not the only ones. Like this is the middle of like a whole bunch of the world is literally on fire. And, you know, it's so it could be worse. Uh, I know like 90 million people's air conditioners who have died. And like, I am just crossing my fingers. And I like, I emailed my new maintenance company, which are not like, I really miss just having my landlord who was like one lady Mm -hmm. who I just be like, hey, like shit's broken. And she's like, I will get somebody right over. And like these people, I'm like, they're since they're corporate management, like I don't know where things get funneled through. And I was like, hey, you called and said you were sending out somebody to clean the vents last week. And this AC is not keeping up with the heat. And if you don't clean those vents, that's going to break. And it's going to cost you a lot of money. And, like, I don't want to be here without air conditioning or have to go to my mom's house, which would probably be the other option, where I would just get a hotel and, like, take the cat with me to a hotel and not tell my mom. But, yeah, so it's 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 really hot and gross. Yeah. Yeah. And I like summer. It's just hot. This is not, this is not summer hot. This is Mordor. <laughs> So, Liz, what have you been up to? I just got back from where it was not Mordor. I got back from the other side of the wall. Um, So I was in England for a while. I don't know. I felt like it was a long time. Um, It was great. I I went there for a punk rock festival and along the way did some hunting for Sheila and the gigs and got drunk and played in the woods and became a swamp witch. I think that about sums it up. The festival was rebellion. It was fantastic. All the bands that were there were great. Although like Descendants didn't play because Milo had a heart attack. Although they have done uh, Milo and Bill have done a very funny series. I highly recommend on watch it called Milo has a heart attack, and it's just like them like in the hospital, like what it's like to be a middle aged man in the hospital after a heart attack, and like them going over the hospital bill. Like it was just fucking hysterical. Uh, So. And then the dam didn't play because uh, uh, he heard uh, what's his name's uh, back went out, but which I know is like really they're like oh. man like he's like he goes through everything like uh, what's wow I don't know what the fuck his name but I've seen I've seen them play like the past you know two three times the past week so but it was like when the like they hadn't played England or there in a while but anyways it was yeah. still like the bands were fantastic there was um, 
my favorite anarchist book uh, book table was there. I love those guys. They, they even had like more books than before. And my favorite artist, the one who did, if everyone, anyone is like, you probably see, like, I bet I'm in so many people's like rebellion and like punk rock festival things that I now have the back of my vest that says like, when you punch a, when you punch a Nazi in the face or whatever. It's like, basically it's talking about punching Nazis. And the person who illustrated that does like a bunch of books for, uh, for PM books. And I got a whole bunch of their illustrated books, which would be very happy i went to a punk rock festival and bought books but you know whatever that's me nerd Nerd. i'm such a nerd but yeah i saw like a bunch of nerd panels about books and uh henry rollins i saw twice and like we were like very close and uh he was you know kind of like inspiring like he always is and just you know like it's nice to hear people talk about cool intellectual things sometimes and yeah so Mm -hmm. I think that's it. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, I, I will. Uh, there's some things that may actually interject about the trip that I've kind of marked out in, in, in today's episode that, that may be relevant, but we'll see. And what about you? So I went not nearly as far. I went to Nashville where we went and saw uh, Trevor Keith from Face to Face. So I got my punk rock in and he did a little acoustic set and showed his art off. And then we did Nashville country-ish things and saw like some country music eight we went and ate at one of um manit and i'm not going to try to say her last name's restaurant for indian food she's on hgtv network Network all the time (laughs) wrong one food network a lot and then um and yeah, learned took a two step lesson, and, and then uh, you're so cliche. Yeah. I agree. And I was okay. like at an yeah, English punk rock fun. festival, so I'm also a cliche. Although it was That's funny, fun. like one of like my social, like well, community groups, I guess, of, of like industry people who are not like you people who are like in our world but not our world you know like if everyone i was like showing this picture of this guy jumping during this band he was like this like 80 year old man who was like like had like so much energy and he was like three feet tall and was just like you're so great but behind him was just like this dude with a really great hawk and and just like we had like the leather jacket that everybody in England has and like leather pants but he looked really good and this chick was he was just like oh that guy is really authentic and I was like, what the fuck do you think the rest of us are? Like, but also hmm. there's like seven, like, like probably a hundred of him, that dude, right? Like, right. I was just like, where do you go? But I was like, maybe my, you know, our world is different. Different. It is a little different when you spend time around people in the subculture on the break. Yeah, but I, I also feel like I get a lot. Oh, that's like when I was twenty. You know, like I remember that when I was like a skater. And I'm like, yeah, some of us didn't stop. It was never. It a was phase. never a phase, man. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> <sighs> I can't wait to go. feed this big intro into a chat. Like, if you like put our podcast into like any like sort of AI thing, they just listen to the intro and they think like our show is about like. I don't know, weird punk rock subcultures or other whatever weird shit we talk about. Uh, but instead, what yeah. it is is about supernatural and some super slight supernatural news. Uh, if before when before this drops, if we're on the ball this Sunday and August thirteenth, you can see the Padalecki family and Family Feud. 
And I, I saw I just that. That's, that's exciting. exciting. And I totally, I, I hope everybody watches it. That sounds like a very fun SBN family, like literally SBN family thing to do. So yeah. also on those notes, uh, it does like if just a reminder that next year there will be a creation uh, festival in Austin. And I got an email yes. that said that their expensive gold and whatever packages are almost sold out. So if you buy those really expensive things, go buy them now. They'll be sold out. No, commentary on that but it's like anyway <laughs> so okay um but hey i think we're trying to get like we're, we may be doing something there i don't know i think we're gonna we'll definitely probably we'll be there it's that's the goal yeah it's next uh, that's, the pl- that's the plan to do something at it is the yeah. goal that's yeah the- so that is that will be next is like over a year from now it's like august 23rd to august 24th and 2020 makes my brain hurt to plan well, I'm just happen. like, is it like, if it's this hot August 10th, 2023, what is August 24th, 2024 going to feel like? <laughs> We're just like in a puddle on the floor, just being like, Jared, hello. <laughs> Help, help, help. I, I like don't and like there's like no like I don't think they let hugs happen now. Just because I was like, I'm so sweaty, don't touch me. <laughs> So this episode was originally season seven, episode four, and it was called Defending Your Life, which is uh, also the title of a 90s movie with uh, Albert Brooks, who used to be a thing. I don't know if he's still alive. I don't, you know, I'm not playing that game. Uh, So, but in that one, if you remember that, it's a pretty famous movie. People basically have to defend like their life after they die. Like you're getting judged and like. I don't remember that. Yeah, and it sounds very upsetting. I think it was it a comedy. I don't know. Probably wasn't. Uh, so basically, you have to like argue like whether or not your existence was worthy, and if it wasn't, then you get recycled and have to go back to Earth and try again or something. Okay. So maybe that's not a comedy. So all right, mm-hmm. and it first aired October fourteenth, two thousand eleven. It was directed by Robert Singer and written by Adam Glass. So uh, we've, we've talked about both of them recently, so we're not going to go into that. And we'll just jump right into this episode where we start with the recap that reminds us that we hate Dean. Yeah, that Dean betrayed Sam by yes. killing yes. We, Amy. We are, we, are mad at him. We, we are mad at him right now. And I was like, thank you, recap, for reminding me for of that. For reminding us. Yeah, and then we are in Dearborn, Michigan, where a man is being chased. A man on foot is running, being chased by a car. And it appears to be a Pontiac, either Grand Prix or a 97 uh, Pontiac GTP. I I also just appreciate it was a good car chase scene. Like, I just thought it was very well shot. I I, I, I agree. Yeah, as someone who, like, you know, has been watching the behind the scenes things on the fast and furious that's all i can think about is like how did they stage this car scene because there's a lot of things like it's like it's really fast it like like they had to make things look like it like it wasn't wet but like it was very cool It was, but it gets, we get weirdness because the guy like escapes to an alley and then the car's in the alley, which makes no sense, which is impossible. And he runs upstairs to his apartment. (laughs) The best part is when he's upstairs, he gets in his apartment on the 10th floor, locks the door, and then he sees his breath and then the car is in his apartment. It's so great. I was dying. Well, at first, like, it would also start with the noise. Yeah, there's just like, room and you're like what is like the headlights are there and then it's just like i knew it when he ran up there i'm like the car's gonna be in this fucking room i know it yeah. i know it because yeah. it was so ridiculous 
It's amazing. Uh, but it was, uh, and we had a big splat in the wall. We had some blood splatter. Mm-hmm. So we cut to Sam and Dean at, dressed as F, in their FBI suits. Um, and um, they're on the site trying to go check on this case because, and they're like, they're like, it kinda, it's kind of weird, but they're kind of stoked to be working a quote unquote regular case because Bobby's tracking Leviathan and stuff. Yeah, and I get so, that, right? Where Dean's just like, hey, you know, we've been doing some weird, you know, lots of weird things. Like, we don't we don't know. But this is, like, our shit. Like, we sort of. Right? We think so. We think so. But Sam stops him to thank him for trusting him and letting Amy go. Ooh, awkward. Ooh. Yeah, you should feel shitty, Dean. Like, yep, yep, you should. Okay. So, but they move on and they go to the room to see where this dude yeah, got. Just at, walk into an active crime scene, which is not being yeah, controlled no at all. Like, no one cares. They're just no like, just stomp through here. Like, we don't care. Just ruin all over our evidence in crazy town, right? And if there was any place where I was like, you know what? I want to preserve this evidence because this is crazy town. It'd be in crazy town. Yeah. That's where you want to definitely make sure we preserve this. And um, we find out that our victim is named Matthew Hammond, and it was he. And the detective's like, "Yeah, I've, if if we weren't on the tenth floor, I'd tell you he got hit by a car, but we're on the tenth floor." So. And of course, the EMF eater goes nuts, and they're like, "Oh well, is it a ghost with a license to kill?" Yuck! 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 <laughs> But Sam notices this little bit of red dirt. At this point, I just start giggling at the red dirt monster. I just, oh, I'm not, I'm, I've been listening to too much fucking country music. Like, that's where my mind went. That it was just red dirt country. And so I'm like, it's a red dirt country killer. It was like the turnpike troubadour is coming after you. Like, you know. <laughs> that would be a good, like, monster name. Anyways. Oh, so. That could that like, does sound like a ghost, right? <laughs> right. And so they're like, look, it's not like Christine, because even possessed cars can't do stairs, which I appreciated. Well, I mean, they're also smart. I mean, nobody wants to do stairs. So they're poking around. Dean finds an, a 10-year AA chip that belonged to this victim and is and confesses that he's creeped out by AA, which I think says a lot. Mm-hmm. Dean? Yep. Yep. You, you, does it make you nervous, guilty, uncomfortable, uncomfortable because you think... Maybe. Maybe. Uh, and but and Sam is actually looking at his bank statements and finds a $50 a month charge to someone named James. So Dean is not going to go investigate the AA meetings because he just Because he's a pussy. Yeah, basically he refuses to go, but I would say Dean refuses to go to AA. Refuses to go to AA, which tracks. Yeah. And Sam, yeah, Sam sends him out to hit on Jane. He does. So Sam talks first to the to the one of the facilitators at the AA. I think it was his I like, think it was his sponsor. His sponsor. Because yeah. he called her and she went there. I think that was his sponsor. Right. Because yeah, he didn't she didn't really know much about him, but he was she just knows he had a lot going on and he almost slipped and he went to Neil's tavern. Right before he died. Yeah, well, and he called her and she went and talked him down. So the typical sponsorship. Uh, but he just was very close-minded. And so Dean goes into Jane's and then, like, then we get the joke of, like, oh, ha-ha, Dean was sent to hit on Jane. But, like, we walk past and she's got, like, a pride sticker on his door. So, like, Jane doesn't give a shit about Dean. 
And Jane's a florist. And she is. She has really pretty flowers. I saw a lot of pretty flowers in England. That was like, that was like, was it when it wasn't pissing rain and really cold? Like there was, I was, I was in a lot of woods and a lot of flowers just everywhere. So it was nice. Everything's dead here. Yeah. My yard is like, my neighbors hate me because my yard is dead and I refuse to water it. Crispy. It, yeah. They call it crispy too. And I'm like, no, I'm not watering this. Like, this is stupid. Like it's the drought. It's Mordor. <laughs> I watered seven wow. plants today that were like, help me. Uh, so, <laughs> so thirsty. So we find we found out that Matthew recently paid Jane three years in advance to continue his monthly flower delivery. And she definitely gives Dean the address, which I was like, ooh, that's sketch. She just well, she, gives that well, she away? Gives him, like, what? She gives him a lot of side eye, right? And my notes also say that yeah. I wish it was because she knew to talk to plants, not cops, which is a, a shirt that is really cute. But, uh, but, she, but then we find out why she was giving him a side eye, which she was like, yeah, I guess I'll give you the address. Because Sam and Dean at night are now in a cemetery. Oh, that's where Elizabeth Duran is buried. And she died at 10 years old. Yikes. Well, this is not good. So who the fuck is Elizabeth Duran? And this is annoying because why the fuck didn't they look this up before they went? They had a name and they had an address. But instead of just like looking any of that up, they just drove maybe out there. Maybe they wanted like, to be like, maybe she didn't. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to be surprised. They couldn't figure it out yet. They could Maybe there were a lot hmm. of Elizabeth Durans in Dearborn, Michigan. They had a name and an address. Yeah. They, they, they were just like, I can't, we can't possibly narrow this down. And so, but also I think it was a good decision, at least at this point, not to dig up the 10 year old corpse. Cause this was like, not like an 1800 corpse. This is like a girl who died not that long ago when she was 10 and you guys are 10 years ago she was 10 years old and it was 10 years yeah. ago because that's his 10 yeah. year age yeah so like she's probably like, like this is not a good look Deco- decomposition well i mean just it's pervy thing. it's yeah. pervy as fuck like if you get arrested for this digging up a 10 year old that's not gonna be good no that's no one's gonna think good things about you no so they now they go back and do their research, and basically this little girl was accidentally run over by her neighbor while on the bike in the driveway, and there was no charges because it was considered an accident. So Dean's wondering, like, hey, with the AA thing, I wonder if he was drunk when it happened. Well, he drinks his beer and does not get any of that. And Sam drink. just stares at him. But and like we kind of see this later, and I'm like, y'all, you you're drinking and driving all the time. How are they not just getting like DUIs like right and left? None thought. So but now they decide that it's a good time to to dig up a child's corpse. That seems yeah, great plan, Sam. And great like plan. you're not Sam's gonna ready to go. Yeah, you're burning a a, a baby. Cool. So, that's so fucked. It's so uh, fucked up, and like they just know. don't it's even just acknowledge this. They're just like la 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 la, like just what we do. It's so psychopathic. So we, and now we've got a man being chased by a dog down the street. So before we had a guy being chased by a car. Now we got a guy being chased by a dog. But a and he's, like, he's like a black. He's a floofer black. Shirt. And, and so there were dog. yeah, and there were two tactical dogs that were used for this. Oh. I did not find their names, which was annoying. I'm sure I could probably could have dug through more. Like this episode, if you go to the Supernatural Wiki, there's like thousands of like links to pictures on there. But uh, oh. one of them did bite that dude in the ass. That's funny. 
kind of, but I also feel bad for him. No, I don't. I think it's hilarious because so, I he was like, well, but I mean, they're like they're real tactical dogs. They're tactical. Yeah, that's why I feel bad for him. <laughs> that might actually. But hurt. I also just think they probably were adorable because that this dog is adorable. It is. And so the guy's like runs into this diner and nobody's also uh, so uh, while they're running, they run past McOwen's Irish pub, which was in season 614 mannequin three, the reckoning. And that was the bar where Isabel and all her coworkers in the factory would go to. Oh, and and what's his face lived upstairs. Yeah. 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 So that's where like the, the, the doll was being fucked. And he now he's like, maybe just move off the street. Yeah, actually, like this would street. be or a really great street. Like this is like this is a street where everything happens. Apparently, so. So he runs into this diner, and we kind of get a couple shots actually now where we where the, the the show is revealing to us that while he thinks he's being chased, the other people around him in this diner don't see this dog. The diner looks like it's got killer from. fries. That they look like potato wedges. They're like they look satisfying. Yeah. They do. So he goes and runs and locks himself in the bathroom because he is freaked about this fucking dog. And he tries to call 911 and explain, but he doesn't know where he is. This is like the least helpful 911 caller. Like, I understand if they got frustrated with him. But they, she was but also a shitty dispatcher. and She was. Also, like, we've all been, both. like, at least, like, could, like, probably was, like, a Waffle House. Like, I'm just, like, because nobody was really flinching when the dude ran in, was like, this thing is chasing me. And everyone's kind of looking, like, I don't see a dog. Like, nobody's like, what the fuck? Like, like what, what's going on? Are you okay? Why is this, why is this junkie, like, running their own? Just like, I'm going to eat my potato wedges. These are good. Well, he goes, let this guy go. Hope I don't have to piss. This guy just locked himself well, in the bathroom. And he just locked himself in the bathroom. Is he going there to OD? Is he going there and do drugs? Where the fuck is the manager? Like, nowhere to go. And everyone's no just like, it's, it's Friday night. Is this what well. T. Bellum is? <laughs> anyway, so, Probably. like, also the, the 911, like, okay, so we get the dog back in. Okay, I'll get back to the why I think she's a bad person in a minute. So he's sitting there, he's standing there trying to answer her questions. And then all of a sudden the dog appears in the bathroom with him and we get attack, blood splatter and phone on the floor. The goodest boy, the goodest boy ever, because he just has the cutest expressions on his face. Like he does. He has his little head tilt like, and everything. He has a head tilt and then he eats him. And the dispatcher tells him to calm down and just like, sir, calm down. We'll send the paramedics when you tell us where you are. I'm like, bitch, like he said, there's a dog chasing him. Like, why aren't you sending animal control or the cops or like the mental health God. unit? Like, please stop. Don't send the cops after this guy. They'll just fucking kill him. So, like come on dispatcher like just do your job and but no no he did that's so sad but the floofer is gone the floofer the floofer is gone and i'm still not mad at the floofer it was too cute well sam and dean are at the motel after they're after they're digging up baby bones and uh they are have they've got snacks they're gonna take a shower but right then sam reads about how Christopher Fisher was ripped to shreds in an animal attack. And Dean's like, yeah, it's a dangerous world out there. Sam's like, in the restroom of a diner. Sam, Dean sits up immediately. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> so um, basically no one heard or saw anything. So Sam goes on the online. He's like, let's figure this shit out. This guy used to run a dog fighting ring. Oh yeah, fuck this guy. But can are there ghost dogs? Is now the big question. Ghost dogs! Ghost cars! 
ghost dogs. Ghost dogs. Ghost dogs. Uh, ghost cars sound cool. Ghost dogs. Well, okay. there's ghost cats, so I don't know why there can't be ghost dogs. We all know the ghost cats are <sighs> things. So, uh, like, proven, obviously, Liz says it so. And so, but while they're, like, trying to figure this out, we sort of get kind of the ethical dilemma of this episode, right? And it is, can people change, or are they basically, like, well, it's one of them. I think there's a lot of, like, kind of ethical questions and well the first one is yeah so now they're like okay wait so is this guy being punished karmically in some kind of spiritual not karmic i know that's not the word they're karmic using, retribution but, yeah i mean like a retribution kind of a way because oh he had a dog fighting ring and now a dog kills him the other guy killed a little girl with a car and then uh, intentionally or not yeah, he got, and then he got she, the car, car. kills yeah. him so like the, we're seeing like this pat now that now we've got a pattern even though it's two isn't quite a pattern we're starting to establish a pattern and so they're they're considering that but Sam reads in more, though, and he's like, okay, yeah, he had the dog fighting ring, and yeah, he was forced to go do community service, but then he apparently, it appears that he had a change of heart and ended up getting really into caring for the animals and got kept volunteering after his community service was done and started volunteering and raising money and doing all these things to help the animals. So did he, like, the guy, was he actually changed, and does that matter if he was still, like targeted by his past i don't know uh, i don't know so uh either way there's red dirt found under his nails and stuff at the at the corner yeah uh so oh, before that though sam really wants to get suited up and i'm like y'all need to shower first like that was the first thing that gene said when they came in i'm like y'all just like burned a child you just again like not to be heartbreaking dug up you, and burned you a smelled child. like at least campfire right if not like at, at the minimum you you just dug up a grave and smelled like a campfire like i hope you shower like like you shouldn't have talked at all there should not have been sitting. Like, there should have been a, like, one of you should have been the sink. <laughs> ah, so, the other the The turnpike troubadour is on the loose. <laughs> oh, so, speaking of, they got that red dirt under his nails and on his shoes. So, now they got to drive out to the country to the apple farm to search a few hundred acres. Because that seems reasonable. Yeah, well, and also, this is where we start getting the ready theme of Dean's just like, I want to go to bed. And I get I, I get you. Like, I see, I know that tired. Like Dean tired. Or it was like, you just worked so long. But you also don't want to admit yeah, it. Yeah, but you, like, you have to keep working. And you're just like, just want to go to sleep. It's, well, fine, fine. We're going to go to an orchard. And we had to search for how long? Oh, great. We hit a person. Yeah, the guy runs out in front of them. Oh, that's fun. And he's very worried about getting run, uh, getting chased by something. And they talk him into getting in the car with them. Because that's what you do with somebody that's super spooked while you're looking for something spooky out in the country. I also, like, I don't know about you. I mean, granted, like, this, uh, what I, it depends on where in the country you are. Like, I see, like, I hit somebody with the car. My first instinct is, is this a scam? They didn't hit him. So, but yeah, he just, but yeah, is it a scam? Are they trying to get an insurance and check? Also, is that what's like, happening? Why is like this man being like, I'm going to get in this car with these two random white dudes. Like also like, these are things nobody asked. We're all like, you seem fine. Right. Sure. But I'm it. glad they're helpful. Yeah. Good, good, good. Samaritans. They are good boys. And they go to the hotel and I'm back at the motel they basically have to convince this guy that they deal in crazy and so that they will listen to his story because he is like, you're not going to believe me. What the fuck? He's like, 
basically he was put on trial and sentenced to death. And they're like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, in 1981, they're like, wait, you just got sentenced. This is very no, like, I was it's, like Dean gets so frustrated. It's very, yeah, funny. it was like, he killed the owner and wife in 1981. And then Dean's like, they just put you on trial. And my nose says Liz bites her tongue so hard. It starts to bleed. So, but then he's like, I just got paroled after 30 years. He's like, the fuck? I don't. Okay. Wait. <laughs> so what we piece together is that in this, this man, Warren is his name. In 1981, he held up a liquor store and he shot the owner and the owner's wife. And as he puts it, he was young and dumb. And then he did time in prison for 30 years and then was paroled. And since he has been paroled, now he's had this, he was wished, whisked away got, to no, some he, weird he ass to, courthouse. He went to a bar, yeah, got he was drunk, to a Neil's bar, got jumped and woke up in a courtroom. Which I say yes. I've gotten drunk and woke up in some places, but never a courtroom. And I'm just knocking on everything that I can possibly is made of wood. So that will never, ever happen. And some judge, he doesn't know his judge's names, but I started a whole bunch of symbols. And it was this courtroom in a barn and they sentenced me to death. Dun, dun, dun. Well, this sounds fucking weird. Yeah. So Dean's like, kind of pulls Sam aside at this point. Cause he's like, yeah, all these victims aren't really like victims, but they are victims. Oh, oh before that happens, Warren, which is, I love Warren. He was just like when they, he figures out that they believe him. He was like, "Why do you believe me? Who are you?" And this is where he starts getting suspicious. And this is why I love Warren. He was like, "Wait, this is crazy. Like, why are you believing me? It's crazy." Yeah. He knows, but Dean's like. Yeah, I don't really feel like too bad for these people. Maybe they kind of like, oh, we got drunk driver, Michael Vick, and a murderer. He's judgy. And he, he doesn't like that this case is not black and white. And he's kind of rooting for the ghost. But Sam's like, hey, we've done a lot of shit too. Uh, so I don't think that that's very fair of us to, to be judging. Which I think it's I think, yeah, I tend to, you know, I mean... I'm with Sam on the kind one. of yeah, I'm on the Sam train. Just because you haven't done because you've done just because you've done something wrong doesn't make it okay to I don't think it, it depending on what it is, you does you know, if you believe in re- if, if you, you believe in refer- reciprocity, if you believe in you know restitution or actually just remorse and people can you know learn from their mistakes and move on. Then, or if somebody's already paid the price, yeah, like all these people but, already served a form of time in some way, shape, or form for their. But this is the only way that Dean's character is somewhat redeeming is that he is not holding that them to a double standard. He is mm-hmm. saying this applies to him, and this is where yeah, he's like, oh, this yeah. is dark too. Like this is the this is where we're kind of like Dean's like being real dark again. Like he's like you know like I did this shit. Those good those those ghosts have the right to come after me too, and I'm like, ooh. Yeah, Ew. which is fucked. Ew. Yeah, well, like you, you don't sleep well. No, because then it's like, well, all 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 along, the concept I thought was that they convinced themselves that they were doing it for a greater good, or it had to be done, or it was just the way things went. It wasn't a a choice to do bad. You know what I mean? It that's that's the concept, and Dean basically is kind of negating that. Yeah, but I think that he also has a lot of things that are. As we'll see, he's feeling guilty about something else, and I think, oh, I know. and I think he's letting that influence a lot of his decisions and his attitude. However, he also goes, "I don't want to think about this. I want to go get fucked up." Which I'm gonna go to the bar. 
<laughs> and, and say, what does Sam ask? He says, to work or to drink? <laughs> and Dean goes, haven't decided. Pretty much Dean says, for K no love stoves. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and so yeah, I, I get you. Know, I I feel you, Dean. Like you're feeling bad, and so you just want to you want to push those feelings down with some boobs. Ooh. way way down. Mm. Yeah. So Sam goes back to the room and is like, "Hey, Warren. Sorry we left you here real weird after you told us this crazy story, but I need you to come with me to go do this thing to find this barn." And Warren's like, "Fuck you." So he says very, it's goes round very and round. snarky. And he's just like, it's red. It stands out. Like, you'll find it. <laughs> and I kind of have to agree with him. He's like, it's a fucking barn. Like, this is literally yeah, like, you country. can't miss the barn. So Sam finally was like, hey, look, fine. If you aren't going to come with me, then you got to stay here. But you cannot leave this room. And I'm going to draw a salt circle around your chair and hand you a remote. I'm like, what if he has to be like what do you, like should he have done like well i guess how would you do a salt circle from the toilet to the chair or i guess i brought yeah, very awkward i mean, it was like i would say you move the tv to the bathroom, to the bathroom. that's what you do but like i guess like could, like if this the salt circle doesn't go all the way around the toilet oh my gosh okay because all right weird problems weird problems he's an old man though i'm sure his like he needs to pee a lot <laughs> Probably. That's what I was thinking too. I'm like, this is an older gentleman. That man's going to have to pee at some point. Uh, so, he, he, but in the meantime, Warren did draw us the, the uh, pictures of the symbols that he saw in this courtroom, which Sam is able to send to Bobby. But down at Neil's Tavern, Dean's having a drink and he but meets when bartender he walks in, Mia. He gets shoulder checked and he's oh, really yeah. pissed and like, but he basically, excuse me, and I, I was rightfully, like, that has a rightful indignation. If you get shoulder checked walking to a bar, someone should say, like, I am sorry. And you should have, yeah. you have that right to be like, fuck you, like, excuse you. But then he also appreciated it. He was like, I love a dive bar. And so I was there with him. I'm like, fuck you. Love it. So, but this this time oh. bar has a supermodel bartender working at it. Yeah, we've got Mia, and she is a very pretty girl. She looks like a cross between, um, damn it, I forgot the actress's name. All the ones I think of do porn. I'm sorry, she looks like a no. fucking porn star. She looks gorgeous. Oh, she looks too I'm hot sure to be in this bar. She does. Um, ben Stiller's wife and Jenny Garth, the cross of the two. That's who she looks like to me. Anyways. Okay, damn. Okay, yeah. All right. We'll, we'll let the audience ponder on go. that. This is why you joined this podcast. We'll have those difficult exactly. questions. All right. So, hot chick is so they, they, so they're going to start doing because they're going to start doing shots. Well, Dean's going to start doing shots, and then she starts doing shots with him, and she's like, "Oh, it's been that kind of a week." And he tells her that he's a cop, and she's like, "Look, if you're drinking like that, it's either work or love. So, what's going on?" And blah blah blah, and. We throughout this scene, we're seeing a lot of it shot with a profile of a man uh, wearing a baseball cap at the bar at the end of the Somebody's bar. Somebody's being a nosy down. Peter, and they are just listening yeah. in on his conversation or watching them do shots and be nauseated, like I am, being like, "At least order a fucking chaser, assholes!" Like I, I'm gonna vomit. You cannot drink yeah. this. Like, that was like seven whiskeys in a row. Scotch. Ugh. Ugh. 
And but I do like that she describes herself like a captive shrink with unlimited alcohol. But also, Mia's got a job to do, and guys are probably hitting on her. Like, look at her; they're hitting on yeah. her all day long. And granted, yeah, Mia, he's hot. Okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So, and Dean kind of tries to poke around, like he's going to ask her a question, like, "Oh, it ends up that she didn't work all week. This is her first night back, or something like that." So, but then either way, that that kind of fizzled. That part of the conversation fizzles out quick. But eventually he gets to, do you ever do something behind someone's back because you had to? And like, and she's like, well, if you had to do it, why do you feel bad? Or why do you feel guilty? Because it's and, shitty. Because what you did was yeah. shitty, Dean. But, and, so that means that you didn't have to. And so, but also I'm like, this is Mia. All right. So I'm Mia, the hot bartender. And here comes hot Ackles. And he is like, have you ever done anything so like, so shitty to somebody, but you felt guilty about it, but you had to do it. Is she like, fuck this dude? Or she's like, oh, this guy's opening his emotions to me. He's actually like bearing his soul. Here's my number. And that's like pretty much what she does. She's just like. So the, the answer is, is that's, that, that response is based on how old she is. Fair. Because she's our age. <laughs> we're like. Because tw- in my 20s, I'd be like, oh, he's opening up and he's like kind of bad boy. And now I'd be like. Red flag, red flag, out. red You're flag, out, sir. You're out. Problems. You're out. You make bad choices, sir. <laughs> like whatever you're saying sounds like you have a record. That is what yeah. I am hearing. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah. Anyway, so she's like, "Oh, you got to slow down those shots, big boy. I get off work in an hour." Yeah, Mia. He, <laughs> so he switches to he beer. He switches to beer, but he's it. still gonna have whiskey dick. Like he just is, Mia. Like there's just no <sighs> way he's not. Meanwhile, Sam is going out to find the the big red barn, and aside, which he finds, he finds, and nobody mentioned it has a '49 Chevy truck parked outside that is beautiful. And there's also well, there was also a nice tractor in there, uh, but the farm just is where the barn is belongs to one of the Dolly Grips, Steve Gilmore. So when the supernatural family actually owned the farm. Oh, yeah. that's funny. So, and while he's poking around this old barn, he does notice that the dirt matches the dirt from the crime scenes. The so. red dirt, <laughs> the red dirt bandit. <laughs> oh, oh yes, the red dirt bandit. Yeah, I, I, uh, I bet there is a fucking band name that. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh! So the phone rings and it's Bobby, and he knows what these symbols mean that Warren drew. He does. They're Egyptian, from the Book of the Dead, tied to the god Osiris, who is a real authoritarian type, Hot. judge, jury, and execution, <laughs> judge, jury, and executioner, and he weighs guilt. Uh, he pops up periodically over time, uh, but he weighs the guilt inside somebody's like heart. That's what he's weighing. Not like uh, he's not saying, "Oh, what did you do, right or wrong?" He's weighing how someone views themselves. But not everybody sees it that way. Or maybe, I don't know, like, people, like, and we'll get to that later, but let's, that was some lore by Bobby, so let's fill in some gaps before we meet our hot, our hot, our, I'm just, I'm, I'm spoiling, but whatever, we all know he's fucking hot. Let's talk about Osiris. Time for lore. So let's talk about Osiris, or more explicitly, let's talk about Osiris's dick and why. 
One, because I'm 12. And two, because it's also the center of a lot of Egyptian mythology and just Egyptian culture in general. I tried to get a double entendre for the center of mythology and chat GPI could not give me a thing that was like making it like, you know, a phallic thing, but whatever. Uh, so according to the secret of the golden phallus, male erotic alchemy for the 21st century. Yes, that is a book. There were at least nine terms for phallus in ancient Egypt and including they're just and they had like a lot of variations a lot of associations like words that meant to like present and to rise but so hmm. an oversimplification of osiris's myth for the unfamiliar osiris was the son of the sky goddess you could call her newt or it could be called nut and her name is spelled n-u-t typically and the earth god Jeb, G-E-B. It's a slight tangent here. I went to look up how to pronounce Jeb because in my head it was coming out like a Southern farmer, like Jeb and Jim. Nut Jim. got together. Jim. And I on Answers.com, somebody wrote, Egyptologists generally use the vowel E to stand for all those missing vowels, so the name written G-B in hieroglyphs becomes G-E-B. But we can never know the correct pronunciation, so you can say Jeb any way you want. It will always be incorrect. I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse. I was just like the most like nerd, like science, like comic book nerd, Hermione answer. Like you can say it whatever the want. fuck you want. You're going to be wrong could, anyways. It's always be, it could be wrong. Anyhow, so Os yeah, Osiris marries his sister Isis, becomes a great king, but they went out to do king stuff. Well, like he went out to do stuff, and Isis like did just a fine job of running Egypt without him or the heavens, wherever she was running. Uh, but then his brother Set, which wait, shit, that was also her brother too. I checked, yes, that was you know, so family problems just squabbling right and left. Uh, so Set decided to launch an assassination plot, and Osiris's body and up torn into 14 pieces and so isis goes out to collect all them to resurrect them and she finds everything but his dick and in some of the stories eaten by a fish like a catfish or the medjed which is like an elephant fish that was worshipped sometimes in Egypt. And it's really awesome because like the figures have like this fish and then it has these little like horn sun disc crowns. So it just looks like this fish with like a crown. And I'm just, I just think they're really great statues. Anyways. So Isis basically bandages Osiris up. So she makes a mummy. Egypt mummy, right. right? And so, no. but in all these things, so he's lying on his back, right? And he's like, he has a funeral bed. But he's got everything but his dick. And so you, you can't have the rebirth without without that. So, so she makes him one, right? And depending on what it is, sometimes it's wax, sometimes it's wood, sometimes it's gold, the golden phallus. Um, but she doesn't use her new doldo. She just basically provides the stimulation for the resurrection to happen so in a lot of the stories she transforms herself into her bird form and so then she's just like flapping around him which is basically you know making the dick move up and down so then oh. the flap 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 and then he comes and then he's like i'm alive you know and so this actually mimics another a creation egyptian creation huh. story in which the egyptian god atum ejaculated all the new egyptian gods like some of them like he like ejaculated and some of them he sneezed i think i forget some of them he spit i'm not sure but uh, according to kathlyn m connie's article gender transformation and death 
a female entity, his hand, helped attune by stimulating him and giving him a vessel for the conception. This is a direct quote from the article because I can't right now. So a tomb was considered a manifestation of the evening sun, which would die, but remain full of potentiality for rebirth. When the sun set in the west, a tomb entered the mouth of the sky goddess Nut. I changed her name from Nut to Nut for, for this reason. A tomb entered the mouth of the sky goddess Nut, whose body was thought to contain the Duat or Netherworld. This essentially planted the seed of conception and a tomb's reborn self within his own mother. Yep. So basically, he takes his mom's Mm-mm. head and he fucks it. And then when he comes, <laughs> he skull fucks his mom. Yeah, thanks. Seriously. Okay, so some. But that was also the, whose mouth was also the whole own tree to the netherworld. Yeah. I don't know. This is so weird. Yeah. Egyptian Book of the Dead, man. So great. So some other random things about Osiris's peen. Uh, so hieroglyphs told you know, that Osiris tale. And, and so like they would have like the story of it. And so sometimes in the pictures, like where like the phallus would be, there would just be like wavy lines. So like there was like magic coming off of it. Or as Tim Gehring said in his article, Egypt Sunken Cities and the Mystery of the Missing Phallus, which is the Hardy Boys books we all needed, he said, like it smelled. So like because you know how like the way like the scent lines, <laughs> the scent lines, stink lines, so stink like, lines. Like there's a stick and it's just like ooh, what's going on? Osiris needs to wash his balls. It's pretty much like what that was. Osiris's ball stain. Yeah, Good yeah. Lord. So that article was discussing reproductions for the temple complex of Dendera, uh, circa 125 to 50 BCE. That temple was vandalized by various groups, most likely some Coptic Christians, who would chisel at faces, bodies, and everything, and of course the phallus, like to destroy graven images, right? Like, you know, like you can't have graven images. But some of the phalluses appeared to have been taken. So, like, specifically carved out in in quote-unquote fertility gouges thought to be for aphrodisiacal aphrodisiacs right so but there was a term for that which means that so many people stole dicks off of walls that academics had to come up with the term and they came up with fertility gouges instead of just like dick stealing but whatever other some other random osiris peen facts so there are corn mummies which is basically these like little like statues right they're like small like you're generally like kind of like two feet tall and like typically they show like osiris he's on his back with a very erect peen and they were made from earth and seeds and right made to represent osiris and used in the mysteries of osiris rituals which just sounds fun if you want to you can have one for your very own i saw one for sale for only from like six to nine thousand dollars however the that's all the dick was also mostly missing from that one so sorry like it's not intact also did you know that king tut was involved with his dick at a 90 degree angle and they thought that it was because they wanted to make it more like osiris right so when they first like were photographing him during the king the howard carter's uh excavation so this is uh so harry burton 
1922, like he took pictures of what they found in King Tut's, right? And he had this this penis and it was intact and it was erect. And then in 1968, this professor goes and starts like taking x-rays of like what's inside the sarcophagus. And they're like, where's the penis? And they're like, oh no, somebody like stole it, which is a reasonable conclusion, aka fertility yeah. gouging, right? It's been a problem. And people yeah. just steal dicks because it's funny. And but then like later on, they're like, oh wait, it wasn't stolen. It was always there. And they found that out when they did a CAT scan, right? So, but it turns out it has always been there. I found it during the CT scan last year when the mummy was lifted, said Professor Zahi Hawass. I don't know, I gave him that voice. Chief of Egypt's Supreme Council of Antiquities, which he's a very serious man. But then he's a very serious man, said it lay loose in the sand around the king's body. It was mummified. And that led some to speculate that King Tut had a micropenis. But according to mummy expert, Dr. Edward Garda Vigil, the pharaoh was maybe a grower. Quote, the pharaoh's sex organ is clearly visible in Burton's pictures. All was normal in King Tut. The penis is a highly vascularized organ and shrinks when it was mummified. Actually, King Tut has been flattered by the embalmer's work says Egoter. This is like the best site like article ever. Like archaeologists are and so uh two last random things. I went down a rabbit hole trying to find anything that could correlate an article by Philip Coppins that said that the astrologer Linda Goodman spent money paying people to prove that Osiris's golden phallus was buried in the Hollywood Hills underneath where the Hollywood Cross is because somebody came to her hotel room um, at the Roosevelt Hotel in the haunted room and told her that. And I couldn't find, like, I, like in her book, it says someone came to her room, didn't say anything about Osiris's dick. And so I couldn't find anything about Osiris's dick being in Hollywood, except for probably some weird ads in the back of back page. Um, and so last random thing, uh, <laughs> Diana got to see some very wonderful pictures today because the author of the happy hooker book xavier hollander wrote a series called the golden phallus of osiris and uh they have the most amazing cover where this woman yeah. is like got a, a sacrifice a saxophone and she just has like like kind of that dog tilt head and she's like playing with oh, like yeah. a happy face and uh it's called Very. tears fatally Oh, and one last fact that we probably need for this. Osiris was the judge in the underworld for people's souls, and he weighed your heart against stuff. Okay, whatever. All right. <laughs> Didn't we? We referenced Osiris before, right? Because I referenced the episode, the Sesame Street movie, uh, and everything's I'm always crazy. It's like an, not as well-known one. Uh, let's see if I can remember the name of it real fast, and then I will leave it be. Uh, but there's an episode, there's a special, like, there was a special thing about with, with Big Bird meets Osiris at the freaking museum. That sounds like a fever <sighs> dream that I believe happened. It, it did. It's a whole thing. It's, Anyways, Osiris. Osir don't, don't eat the pictures. It's locked inside for the night. Big Bird and Snuffy. It's, it's a, it was a. Big Bird has to go help the son of a god. It's a son of Osiris, and he meets Osiris, and he does get his heart his heart weighed with feathers. There you go. Yeah, I mean the heart weighs with feathers. Like it's a well known thing. The whole thing about his yeah. dick, I thought, was less well known and much more interesting. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> and, and apparently, this is a really big part of Egyptian culture. So I feel like we should respect that culture and learn about it. That's that. That's, that's, that's just, yeah. We should learn about Osiris's dick.
Then also, like, I kind of never knew that, right? Like, I also never knew, like, this is the masturbation thing is just huge. Like, not to be, like, you know, a dick joke there. But, like, yeah. I, you know, it just, like, I had, I guess, like, we don't really, like, why don't you talk about this shit in school? Oh, yeah, because we're all, like, puritanical losers. But, it, like, it would be so much more, like, how much were you even paid attention, like, in history class? Or, like, and then Osiris's dick, like, had a bird flapping around it, and she flapped she flapped her wings and like but oh, okay so the uh the 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 uh the first one that the first book that I referenced that had like the that said that like there were nine different words for phallus whatever mm-hmm. that was like i thought it was a 60s instructional manual for men to get in touch with their organs um you know well, their organ and I thought it was like a red, very 60s, but I think it was actually published in like 2011 or something. But, you know, but there was like so much like all these great pictures of like the, there's a very elaborate ritual that goes into Osiris's bed where like there's like, there's like a frog at his feet and there's like, you know, like Isis is there with her sister, which I guess is also like, so both of them are there to stimulate like the resurrection. But it's just this whole like thing that goes on with it. I encourage it. I encourage you to look that up. You won't always be taken to Pornhub. Just put in Osiris's dick and see what happens. Noted. Anyway, so that was how uh, I, I spent some of my vacation. Was oh, what was best was I was looking at I when I sent Diana the picture today of the which will we I will definitely we have to share on Insta of yeah. of the book cover of. There was a man installing blinds, and he was like a young man, probably like in his twenties. And like, so I have like two laptops in front of me, and that one was a very large picture of that woman in her nighty with the saxophone out, while he's like installing my blinds. He looked over to ask me a question. I was like, "I'm just gonna switch the screen real fast." Awkward. Awkward. All right, all right. So let's jump back in. No, no, no. Sorry, that was long, but it was you know dicks. Alright, so Bobby is like, Sam, what do you know Sam. what this means? And and Sam's like, oh yeah, we gotta fight this guy or something. And Bobby's like, no, you gotta get the fuck out. Bobby's like, no, you gotta get the fuck out. Think about how guilty fucking Dean feels. Get the fuck out. Which I think is just like, like, yeah, yeah, Sam's like, basically Bobby's like, your brother's a little bitch, you need to get him out of town. And that's like a, it's like also kind of funny, right? Like Sam is kind of the level-headed crazy person. Mm -hmm. I don't want to use the word crazy, but like he's hallucinating and he is a level-headed one here. Yeah. So Dean leaves the bar and he is drunk and trying to give himself a gross pep talk outside the bar. You can do this. You can fuck her. You're not going to get whiskey dick. But, like, as he's doing that, his phone rings and a shadow yanks him, like, right off the ground. Yeah, he gone and his phone's on the ground. So Sam is leaving the barn and he is pissed because Dean's not answering the phone until Mia picks up. And it's like, oh, yeah. He assumes his brother is drunk and not answering the phone. Which is fair. It's fair. It is a very reasonable function. But Mia's like, no, he was supposed to meet me, and he's gone. And she's he, so Sam hauls ass. While that's happening, back in the motel room, Warren is still watching TV. <laughs> and it goes to static. 
the lights start flickering. So we all know he's fucked, right? I mean, that's duh, that's the view. And he does not and trust the salt circle. <laughs> no, he doesn't trust the salt circle. So he breaks it and he runs, and we start seeing the dead couple like chasing him down the motel hallway. And, like mm. not like chasing him, chasing him. Well, but they do like the ghost, like, the ghost flash in the and flicker. I don't, I don't like, like it. it at all. Okay, let's move past that. It's not fun. <sighs> they he tries to apologize to him, and then they shoot him. Okay, that's sorry. It. So back, Sam and Mia are like, what the fuck? And so where, where was this phone? And she points it out. And, oh, guess what? It was sitting in this giant put, like pile of red dirt on the gra- on the like, sidewalk that no one noticed. That's not weird. No, and it does not look good. It is also just not. It doesn't look like Very. red dirt. It looks like what I saw on the streets of Blackpool this week, and it was not pretty. So um, the red dirt bandit has stuck again, and Sam's like, I'm going to go to the barn, but this time I have a gun. Yeah, so now he's got Well, he had a gun yeah, before, but now it's a bigger gun. Now it's a shotgun. Yeah. And Dean is in the barn, which one room of the barn is now magically like a courtroom kind of sort yeah, of. it's an Egyptian uh, temple. With... Like, so they were originally like, they were going to try and do it like law and order style, right? And they just couldn't make the, that aesthetic work with Osiris. So they go in with this really cool Egyptian temple thing, just works for me. And now some of the Egyptian statues uh, basically got the, uh, one of the location managers, Russ Hamilton, he had them. And so now like it is Halloween, like he gets to put like giant statues out there they're made out of foam yeah but also like i imagine his wife like when he showed up with these giant this job like egyptian god damn it fucking impressive he's like these are so So, cool he's like fucking well we've got osiris is presiding over this court so this is osiris's courthouse court scenario making that rope work chained to a chair he and Osiris is sassy AF. He is. He's just he's che- as he's cheeky as I you know. He's yes. very cheeky, and he like he it. knows Sam is there. He knows that Sam knows who he is, and he just tries to shoot him away. <laughs> but Sam's like, no, 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 no! Instead of shooting me away, I will be his attorney. Okay. And Dean's like questioning this, but like that's actually a pretty solid plan. Yeah, solid plan. But, I went to Stanford, but also because because. Well, he's like, yeah, it's pre-law. Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. But anyway, so Osiris is Sam, trying to start. Like, Sam wants to be his lawyer and ask the judge if he's going to respect his rights or not. And I just said, my mouth is just full of blood right now from biting my tongue again. So, so Sam tries to object to Osiris's rules. More than once. And Osiris informs him that if he keeps it up, that he will kill, call, have him in contempt, which is I'll kill you. Yeah, it, it did. So contempt is a little contempt's a little Ooh, more serious yeah. in Osiris's yeah, court. Fuck with Osiris. Mm-mm. So Osiris is going to start calling. He talks about how I could call so many witnesses. I'm just going to call three, and the first one is Joe. Yay, so we get Joe. Joe, which means we get to see Joe again, which is kind of cool, but kind of not good because we know this is weird. So we've got Joe on stand and he's Osiris is trying to lead her questions to imply that she became a hunter because she went on her first hunt with Dean and that's why she became a hunter which started the path that led to her death that's his argument what and we get some really really good montages of Joe and Dean like on hunts and things Osiris does call out um, her feelings for Dean. Um, <laughs> I like how you 
out, you call out that she called out her feelings. And my question was, Osiris asked, was it hard? And then I just laughed for like five minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Diana's like, I'm so sick of Liz right now. Yeah, no, I'm just like... Yeah, but he's just, I didn't catch he's, that one. I'm actually kind of annoyed. <laughs> but you're right. He is just like goading her. But he's also kind of dumping some crap, right? Yeah. But then, like, he's like, would you have chosen the same path and end up in the same hardware store and holding a fuse? But Sam's like, mm, my turn to cross. Here we go. By the way, wasn't your dad a hunter? Didn't you idolize your dad? Didn't you become a hunter because your dad was a hunter? Huh? And she's like, damn right. It was daddy issues. <laughs> And then, yeah, I just the, yeah. The, the dialogue, the whole the script is just—I think it's just brilliant. It's so good. It is. It's well done. And then, right when she's about, she turns to Dean to try to tell him that she doesn't blame him. You can tell that's what she's about to say. And Osiris boops her away. Yep, boop, she's gone. Zapped. Zip. So next up on the stand, we've got first off. Um, well, first, Osiris is like, oh, I'm going to give you guys a break. Um, so you can like prep for the next round or whatever. And Sam's like, Dean, who do you think the next witness is going to be? And Dean's like, I don't have a clue. This place is like Pee Wee's Playhouse. And I was like, oh, R.I.P. Yeah, And so R.I.P. Pee Wee and also uh, the executive producer for this episode, Jim Michaels, was also a producer on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, a double Oz. Oh, so pour one out, but we have to go back to the judge who who just calls Sam to the stands. Oh, snap. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Because if we know anything about Dean, a lot of his guilt resolves around Sam. Well, also, I mean, like, that's who you spend all your time with. Like, yeah, I think Big Brother, like, it's just going to be there, right? And but I think this is also, like, this is this why this episode works a lot because we get so much like a lot of this is real, like we, is relatable, and Sam does not blame Dean at all. He is just like, no, this no. isn't your fault. Like, and but Dean, and we get we get some really good montages again, yeah. by the way. And the the cut, like with back and forth between the past and the present, is really good. And but Dean just blames himself, and you can see he's like, no, you, you know, I blame me for this. Yeah, you can see that on Dean's face the whole time. Uh, also, Cyrus calls Baby a gas guzzler, and that's just rude. Um, but We've got Osiris is trying to figure out, is trying to get to. See, now I want to go back to the gas thing. Dean's fault. I'm sorry, oh, sorry. Because, like, they're driving her all over the country. They have to have done, like, probably a lot of things to make her very efficient. Yes, I know she's probably, like, she burns more gas than an average automobile, but they can't just drive her everywhere. They'd be having to fill up, like, every, like, two gas stations, right? It's like, nah, they, nah, they, fine. she's fine. No, sorry. I just wanted to protect her. I'm like, no, I was offended. I was offended. So basically, the the Osiris is trying to get Sam to imply that it's Dean's fault that Jess died and that Dean that Sam doesn't have the normal life that he thought he was going to have with college and Jess. And at the end of the day, Sam isn't buying it even, which is good. But Dean's not convinced, and we can tell that. So finally, when uh, we we get to the end of this little questioning is when Osiris is like, oh, by the way, you know, you can sit and do this all day, but I'm I, you don't have to convince me. I'm not the one you have to convince. You're doing a great job, but you have to convince Dean because I'm not I'm not deciding. I'm literally weighing the guilt in his heart. And that goes back to what you Ruh-roh. said earlier, right? We, we were talking like we, we've all said it, but like what Osiris is really looking at isn't 
necessarily, I'm not weighing your morality. You're like guilt or innocence. I'm not weighing yeah. that. I'm weighing how you feel. So what do you feel? How do you feel about your life? Yeah. And, and so if Dean feels innocent, he is, is what he says. And so, yeah. But Osiris is like, yeah, people want to be judged. Which I think is also very, I thought that was a very astute and like, oh, like people want to know if they can get a rose. But I mean, I want to be judged, but like not by like my credit report. Like I want a report card for like a math test. Like those are nice. Like I know like what those, like how to make those. But anyway, so people want to be judged. And so Sam's like, yeah, so you know what? If that's the case, I'm going to call Dean to the stand. Boom. <gasps> what? Ooh, and Osiris is entertained enough that he'll allow it because he also realizes that Dean's so fucking guilty that he's not going to change anything. Um, but he tries to get Sam points out. He's like, "Hey, Dean, are basically are you psychic? Well, if not, then you wouldn't have known that all this shit was going to happen. So you can't blame yourself, right? It's not your fault." Uh, you also could have been a therapist. Sounds exactly like something my therapist would ask me. Like, did, you, did could you plan all this stuff? Well, no. Then, like, why are you guilty about it? Oh. Yeah, you should be guilty about this. Yeah. What yeah. about Joe? That's what about works. Joe? Did you kill her? Kill her? No. Are you or are you just sad she's dead? Because it blows. Like, oh, I'm just yeah. sad. Whoa, shit. Well, that's that I just that my heart and then like you do you want to give the the most poetic line? Oh, is your heart heavy with guilt or just plain heavy? I, None of this guy's business. I feel like like part of that is like on like some woman's like sampler somewhere, but or just like someone has that. Yeah, tattoo. your heart isn't heavy with guilt; it's just heavy. It's very close to like there's no justice; it's just us. But uh, but it's still like uh, but it's, it's. I think, but it's still. Very, I think it's very poetic. It is. No, it really is. And so Sam rests, and Osiris is like, "Cool, cool, cool. Do you want me to bring my third witness? Ha ha ha! Nudge, nudge. I had a third witness. Nudge, nudge." And we get a photo, we get a video montage of Amy, but Sam's like, well, I don't know. What is he talking about? And Dean's like, no, it's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So basically Dean is like, I don't want, like, I feel so, this is also a true guilty person, right? This is like, yeah, I feel so guilty. I don't want this. Per- I, this can't, freaking see, I, can't, I don't want Sam. I would rather die than let Sam, than know, Sam know that this. I killed his friend. Oh, that he that he that and 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 not just killed his friend i violated his trust he asked me to trust him and it was a big fucking deal and i'm lying for him to, him to trust it. him and i lied to him about it Ugh. yeah you know his stomach like i know that stomach feel like i probably i get it for like stupid things but like you know like no like you know that feeling though like where you fucked up and you're about to be found out for like whatever fuck up you did right oh it's so bad it's so bad but so cyrus has a ruling guilty in your heart die yeah it, it just, he just he said it's him to die without even calling the third witness or hearing any evidence and here just take my tongue i've completely bit it off now and so we got we got to the motel and the crime scene is there and it's just police and nobody likes that when you go back yeah. to your motel and they're just motel and it's full of cops, cops. And, a, and a corner and a, and a corner. corner you're like oh shit so warren dead Aww. and they see that they go in the room and they see the broken salt line and you can tell this is another where dean's just giving up dean's just gonna be ready to die and it's all right but he's also because- where sam is like oh sorry 
Sam's like frantically researching. He is, but is also once again, I think also Dean becoming the hunted, right? So this is once again where we have they set out on a investigation to like in, like go after something like a vampire or whatever. And like yeah. all of a sudden now, like now there's just whatever they were hunting is now just hunting Dean. Yeah. That's, that's, that has happened. So in the middle of this, Bobby calls. He's like, look, I've got a way to put Osiris down for a couple of centuries. And Sam's like, temporary, that's bullshit. He ain't happy about it. But Bobby's like, uh, is it a long temporary? Like, did you not hear me say centuries, brah? And we can let a hunter in a spacesuit handle this later. Come on. So you just got to stab him with a ram's horn. That's all. And you better be a sharp one because he's not going to let you stab him twice. <laughs> I appreciated that. And also there is a joke in this because Sam wants to know where he can find a ram's horn in Dearborn. And there is a southeastern Michigan chain restaurant called Ram's Horn that has three locations oh, in Dearborn funny. and Dearborn Heights, as well as several other locations in the greater metro Detroit area. That's funny. Yeah, I did yeah. not know that either. And now we should, I, I don't know if it still exists, but let's go eat at Ram's Horn. So he does some research and figures out the only place he's going to find a ram's horn is in a synagogue. And so uh, he's like, okay, I've got to go steal from the synagogue, which sounds sketchy. Well, Dean's like, that's a new low. And I'm like, you burned a 10-year-old. Like an hour ago. Like hours ago. hours ago, you burned a 10-year-old and you're worried about stealing from a synagogue and like a ram's horn. You're not like stealing gold. Yeah, it's not money. Come on now. Or something else. Yeah. Anyway. So <clears throat> Dean's like, yeah, I know Osiris is going to send Joe to kill me. So, and she knows how to deal with ghosts. Um, and um, I guess I'm supposed to, am I supposed to kill her again though? Like what the fuck? So uh, Sam leaves and Dean starts salting around himself, but he knows that Joe's already <laughs> and there. And he was just like, he's like, I'm putting sweeter. the path to the bathroom. I know I'm going to, no, Dean's probably like, I, I need a path <laughs> to the, the, the fridge so I can get the beer. Beer fridge. Yep. Yeah. So Sam does find a ram horn. It has a very, very dull tip, and he gets busted by the rabbi. The funny. rabbi was hilarious. I loved him. And then we start getting like the like the directing, even like the editing, like starts picking up more, and it's so good. Yes. Now we cut back to Neil's bar, Neil's tavern, and there's a redheaded woman talking to Mia, um, and she's you know just spilling her guts. And we can see the peripheral, the uh, profile of Osiris listening to her. Then we cut back, and Joe is there talking to Dean, and like, look, I wouldn't do this. It's it's not okay. I just I I don't have a choice. And uh, she and Dean tells her that she deserves better than this, which I think is sweet. And now. We cut back. Sam's on the move with the deer, with the, not the deer, with the <laughs> ram's horn. But now it's sharp because it's like broken. We're deer born with the I ram's feel like, horn. It's I feel confusing. like, I know, but also was there a cut scene with like him and the rabbi where Sam explained this and the rabbi was like, oh, for shizzle, I have like, let's break it. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, like him and this rabbi had a moment and I want to see it. <sighs> I, I do too. That's a that's a on the on the uh, cutting room floor or whatever, right? Is that what they say? Yeah, I know. I was like, suddenly he just has it and it's sharp. I'm like, I don't know what happened here, but I want to know. Sounds like a good story. So Joe is telling, explaining. It's like trying to still alleviate Dean's guilt, but it's too late, right? Why is she doing this? Who fucking cares? Not to be a dick, but like, is this really what she wants to tell him? Like, yeah, my life was good, 
And Dean's like, no, that dick judge was right about, you know, about everything. I, I basically, Dean's convinced himself that he fucked over both Joe and Sam. They were both kids and he just didn't want to be alone. And he dragged them both into Hunter life. And she's like, mm, mm-mm, no, I was just right about some things, but not about the massive crush and not about that. He's right that you carry too much crap. And she's like, trying to explain that's so much clearer when you're dead. Yeah, and I really liked that exchange, like one like dialogue, and also just in the way that the actors did it, just be <laughs> did it. Uh, but you know, it was just like it was very real, right? Like it was very much yeah. that feeling of two, like a, being a female who's had a lot of male friends, kind of like we could have been something that no, like that never would have been, but like. But also kind of like you were, you were like an older brother to me. So we could never would like, I don't know. It was just very real. It's, it's cool. And it's okay. And it was all sweet. That. It yeah. was a very sweet moment. It was. And I think that that's important. And, but and Dean's like, well, I'm, you know, she's like, yeah, you're, you're full of crap. It's too, it's much clearer when you're dead. And he's like, well, I'm 90% crap. And she's like, uh, well, sorry, it's time. And goes and turns on the fucking gas on the stove. <laughs> And also, like, so basically, you know, we're are, we're recreating because we're getting those flashbacks of like how she died. Oh yeah. And but oh, yeah. like, what about the other people in this apartment building? Like, is this fire only this explosion? That's what I was like, I'm like, this is a very dramatic way to go. This is terrifying and like, dangerous. Please don't kill. The, like, is it only going to be like this one motel? Like, I doubt mm. it. Anyways, Mm-mm. Osiris, what you doing? So we cut back in the, we've got our redhead leaving the bar. And Osiris um, got creepy, just fucking stalking her in the alley now. And he just fucking, yeah, he's stalking her ass. And Joe tells me, she's like, I know all the tricks. The salt ain't going to help, basically. And so she does a super cool ghosty trick and freezes the window until it breaks. Is it her frozen the, <laughs> Let it go. She is singing to- <laughs> Let it go. When she's basically telling yeah. him to do that. So I mean, that's what she's been telling Dean this oh whole time. God, really, so fucking let it go. If like we can do it without being sued, I would really like to over re like play that scene with just let like, it can, go. Can playing. You, can, like you guys just sing it and just <laughs> I do know this. Song. I know you. I would. went to the musical. I, 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 you guys can do it in a stuff. Like you and Dave can do it in a punk rock version. Do punk rock version of "Let It Go" with this scene. It There's already like, a version. I'll just steal theirs. Okay. Well, no, we like, we one. would like like YouTube wouldn't let that through. But if you did it, um. Anyways, oh, okay. True. So where I was like, I'm very distracted by producing Sam. She freezes. The breeze breaks the salt. <laughs> the breeze. The breeze bakes the salt line. So there we're at. Um. And in the meantime, Osiris like jacks this redhead, which is super sketch. But we cut back and Joe now has Dean Zippo. And so now it's super scary because she's about to light like light up this whole fucking motel building, right? This is dangerous. But back on the street outside of Neil's tavern, Sam has the ram the sheep's horn. Oh, God damn Ram's horn. What the fuck is it's it? A it's a ram's, ram's horn. horn and he stabs it with him. And I'm like, hee hee, it's a penis reference. We have Osiris's peen. And it all comes back in. And I bow and I bow for giving you Osiris's dick. Okay. So he's gone. And but Osiris dead. So or for now. He's got stabbed with his with his horn. And then back at the motel, Joe just reaches up and touches Dean's face and then drops the Zippo. He's gone. And they're both gone. Well, they're both cheering up, but she's gone. Yeah. He's still there. So now we're going to go drink beers by the river. 
next day. <laughs> like they by the river, and they're drinking schlitz. Babe was watching this with me, and his immediate comment was, that is not Dearborn. <laughs> no. It is not Michigan. And also, like, I wasn't quite sure that was Schlitz. Like, the can said Schlitz, but I think Schlitz was a different color. Um, but also, like, did you not learn anything from the guy that just ran over that 10-year-old girl's corpse that you burned about drinking and driving? Like, what the fuck, man? Why are you drinking <laughs> beer? <laughs> so, yeah. Questionable. So, Dean's like, hey, you know, what were you doing trying to defend me? And, and uh, he's like, yeah, you know, maybe you would have Maybe it would have been a decent lawyer after all, but you know, but the only reason Sam volunteered to do it is because he didn't want Osiris to kick him out. Um, so yeah, um, Sam really wants to know who the third witness would have been, but Dean just keeps lying, has no idea. What? What? Who? What? Look over there! Oh, no, <laughs> I have no idea who could have been. But Sam's like, look, I don't. I, I just want you to know, like, I don't feel guilt anymore, like guilty about things from the past anymore. And Dean's like, oh, what kind of happy pills are you on? But Sam's like, no, like it's not that. He's like, I not that. I, I feel like I paid my dues in hell. Uh, it's not wiped clean. There's no like wiping a clean slate. But the past, the past, and I need to move on. Clean slate. Let's use a clean slate. But um, so. <laughs> The red wine is good. <laughs> but I mean, I think this is like really, it's very interesting that Sam can think, like, and this goes into kind of the ethical dilemma. dilemma I know we're both just making <laughs> the ethical dilemma of this episode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was comic retribution, like, immediately. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but that you can serve your time and. Like, he's not necessarily saying that he, that was his penance, but, but right. also, like, probably, like, Sam, you were, what, like, yeah. a, not even a 30-year-old man. I think, like, a couple hundred years in hell is probably good enough penance for, like, the candy that you stole. Like, or whatever the fuck you did as Sam Winchester. Like, I'm pretty sure you're good. Right? Yeah. Or it just, but he's very, like, it's very, my past is my past, and I can move on with my life. Right. Ooh. It's got an interesting attitude. Very somebody somebody's therapist made their yeah, made or their something money. that you'd probably learn at AA if you went fucking Winchester. So um but I also like <sighs> Sam is also tempting things though, because he is like, I feel good. You never say that out loud. Never say that. I feel good. Everything is good right now. I like it also like you're hallucinating but it's even better. Like how like self evolved is he and he's like I am seeing things are all seeing seeing the double, but but I'm good. I feel pretty good. I'm good. Yeah, Yeah, you good? Yeah. Doing all right. Oh, man. Man. Yeah. So, no, it's good. This is a real super fun episode. No. Other than that, Dean, I can't believe Dean. We're so mad at Dean. We're so mad at Dean. But it was a super fun episode, though, right? Yeah. You want to do some casting? Yeah, I've got a few things. Got a few things for us. But you want to tell me? Oh, yeah. oh, you have an order. I'm like, just tell me about my hottest Cyrus is on. Well, that's what I'm going to start I- with. Casting couch. It's the casting couch. Were they on that show that time with that guy? La, 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 la. Osiris is played by Faran Tahir. 
He was, it's been a lot of TV. So like single episodes of Law and Order, The Practice, 24. He was actually in several episodes of 24. Um, Charmed, Lost, ooh, and The Magicians. Ooh. Just single episodes on those. Uh, he plays Raza in Iron Man, the movie. Uh, Captain Rubo in the Star Trek movie, the 2009 Star Trek movie. Um, uh, President Patel in the movie Elysium. And uh, Captain, uh, in, in a TV <clears throat> show for a reference again, he was Captain Nemo in three episodes of Once Upon a Time. Warren, our uh, parolee, was played by Julian Christopher, who confusingly has used one, two, three other professional names, <laughs> including Jim Watkins, James Lewis Watkins, and Julian D. Christopher. I just feel like that's challenging for branding. That's my hot, like, professional take for the day. Um, he actually started out in some a couple of black exploitation films in 1972, both Black Gun and Cool Breeze. Uh, and then he's been in episodes of everything from Hill Street Blues, Star Trek Next Generation, and Deep Space Nine, Fringe, Once Upon a Time, and X-Files. He was the DA in the film Exorcism of Emily Rose and um, was in uh, a recurring character in Smallville as Dr. McIntyre. So cool. Mia is played by Emily Olerup. She's Danish, so she's from oh, Denmark. Dan, you can totally like, yeah, no, she's she's a hot, <laughs> she's a hot Nordic woman. Oh, uh, and her dad is a diplomat and is a lord in the Danish royal family. Does she have diplomatic immunity? <gasps> I don't know. I go party with Mia. Look, um, this so she's like, Mia would have diplomatic immunity, but I would not. Right, so you don't want to party with her because she'll take stupid risks. Unless that you, you can't that she gets, that's nothing that you would. I'm sure you're a very lovely, budding citizen. But you don't want to party with a person who has diplomatic immunity when you don't. So she's in a couple episodes of De- uh, Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. It looks like a lot of Canadian TV because uh, it was shows I wasn't familiar with. Uh, she was in a handful of episodes of C- Steven Seagal's series in 2011, The True Justice. I, I didn't know that um, no, that was a thing. I was like, that was a phrase that you said. Steven Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Seagal had a TV series called True Justice. Um, she's a, a character named Dale in the, there's a Hallmark film series, like a series, it's a bunch of films called, in the Sign Sealed Delivered. So she's in those. Uh, she's also done other Christmas movies with Hallmark and non-Christmas. A lot of just Hallmark is involved, including the TV series Chesapeake Shores. She plays Brie O'Brien when that's an ongoing current series on Hallmark. So she's done a pretty good job, especially with the Hallmark world. Yeah, she she was uh, she was her role was good. She was yeah, you know, she's a pretty girl. Um, and she's then, a Danish oh, goddess. Okay, pretty girl. Oh, yeah, I mean, pretty girl is an understatement. <laughs> I know. Christopher Fisher is played by Teach Grant. Um, that is our the guy that was chased by the dog. He's been in episodes of Fringe. I guess that's probably Fringe. the one who got bit on the ass by the dog, right? I would yeah. guess so. And yeah. what if he has so his butt? Been... <laughs> he wants to see his butt. butt Teach, can you show us a No, do not send me a no butt, no butt pictures. Please. please, nobody send me a butt picture. <laughs> So he's been in episodes of Fringe, Lucifer, Once Upon a Time, I Zombie, and um, uh, he uh, was Henry Bowers in It Chapter Two, and then um, so the recent film, and then uh, fun fact, he was in a film called Devour with Jensen Ackles. Ah, the circle of life. 
There we go. That's what we got this week. Osiris. <sighs> yeah, I'm like almost bummed that Osiris had to go like down. Hey, for a he's only centuries. like a couple of centuries, right? So maybe there'll be like we the next series will be like space space hunter. Like space you hunters. know, like so Osiris like gets free, like the, the, the ram's horn, like I guess it like dissolves, or probably someone finds him like a new horn and gets like flapped off by like a penguin or something and then resurrects himself. <sighs> oh man, there was so much yeah. Uh, but anyways yeah this episode like i i thought it was highly enjoyable and like we got a lot i don't it's so hard when we have a very driving storyline that we're just ignoring and we get but also it's good because i do like the you know monster of the week yeah and i like that we've we're able to still continue to we didn't gloss over dean's fuck up and guilt but we addressed it in a way that was not like okay but it was entertaining does that make sense yeah it was yeah we aren't ignoring the fact of what he did because not even like killing amy is bad but honestly you can we there can be a million debates about that is she a monster blah blah blah. but lying to sam about it like that's a that's major Mm -hmm. and especially when it was a major breach of trust situation or a trust situation and like they didn't just the the writers could have just like oh next episode moving on which they have done before but this time they didn't, yeah. and it was important. Well, and but I think we're still also getting this Sam's issues, like so, like we have a lot of issues that are happening, right? And so, no, like we're getting yeah. we're getting this juggle here, right? So we have Sam's brains broken, so he's yeah. having a serious mental health crisis, and he has found his band aid for now. But he's he's come to a good place, like he's accepting, like yeah where he is while we're trying to figure out what leviathan is going on well dean though is still like very it's always so hard when the cat jumps and decides she wants to be a hat uh so dean's guilt over this should be there like it should not go away you are this is a it was a shitty it was a shitty thing to do but also like what kind of friend are you like friend relations you are that you can pretend that that is all just not happening and like not making your like if i was keeping a a secret from diana that was that big like we would know within like a second like there would be no Mm -hmm. way like within like five minutes one of us would confess to the other about like what was happening right because or otherwise it would just be very awkward because you can't be that close to somebody and keep a secret and keep that big of a secret and violate their trust that it was was like cheating on your partner right like like let's like you're really a really good liar and like people who are really like that makes you really shittier to me it's like if you can cover it up that much cats on your head it's so hard to be serious <gasps> okay, okay. so uh, any, any, that was so distracting so anything else i mean like i will say i've already warned diana i'm very excited for her to see next week's episode yeah. and this is why i get torn about like i hate season seven but also i love season seven because this episode was good and Come next on. week's Alright. Ooh, alright. Sign off? Yeah. Alright. Cheers, Jerk. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a.
don't get a connection. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.